Footy and Frothies, March the 9th. Review show, not much to review, not much going on, so a quick touch on the happenings around Rugby League. Daggy, Barney, Ollie and Gump all with you as always. And uh, I'll get this out of the way early, but our thoughts are with all the people doing a bit tough in the flood situations along uh, eastern uh, New South Wales and Queensland. Uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks, but hopefully through the worst of it and we can um, people can move on a bit, but I'll get that out of the way early. Before the uh, seven or eight beers that come in the next hour and a bit. <laughs> so, uh, any news, boys? What's going on, Barn? No, not really, mate. Um, we lost the greatest Australian spinner oh, yeah. we've yeah. ever seen over the weekend, which um, seemed to touch a few people more than others, but I had very f- fond memories of watching him bowl his leg spin and um, definitely a loss to Australian cricket and cricket in general. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Obviously, yeah. what can you say, but the best, uh, best spin bowl we've ever seen and... Larger than life, and um, probably not much else that hasn't been said. Gumpy. Yeah, I'm with Barney there. My favourite sports person ever is Warney. Um, watched his first test and watched his last. Yeah. Uh, it was at both games and loved his career. Wouldn't have cared if he come in with a bunger in his mouth and <laughs> texting women as long as he was getting wickets. So I didn't really care. Like, it, it was the sport that got me, and he was a larrikin. But I'm um, looking forward to the footy. And hopefully the rain stops and we get eight games in on in reasonable footy conditions for the first round. And Ali, what's going on? Oh, past couple of days, been on babysitting duties uh, for the nieces and nephew due to said floods. Obviously, a lot of schools around here in Penrith have been shut, so um, they've been all right. The little two-year-olds put me through the ringer a little bit, but um, that's been all right. I, I guess um, on Shane Warner for all saying our piece, I, I sort of like grew up a little like just after he sort of. Peak, I guess you could say, in cricket. So I sort of, um, in terms of actual cricket playing experience, I remember watching him for the Melbourne Stars in um, in the Big Bash League. Uh, but other than that, like as a pundit, pretty much, I, like whenever I, watch, I I know a lot of people. I'm not too huge a cricket fan, right? So a lot of people who say he's got bad takes and stuff, I don't really notice too much. I just know know him as a bloke who, when he actually speaks about the fundamentals of the game. It, you could tell he's knowledgeable. It's like seeing a guy like Joey Johns with, like actually talking about the game itself and like certain tips and stuff like that. You can tell they have a deeper understanding of their sport. So that's pretty much the main thing I can say about him. Oh, yeah, could talk, could talk leg spin and um, like Joey Johns would then go and show exactly what he was talking about. Yeah, he so, seemed, yeah. to have a psych- seemed to know the psychology of their game as well and how to work out opponents and all that kind of stuff, which obviously got him as far as it did. So um, you're still going to have children now, mate, after looking after the two-year-olds for a couple of days? <laughs> well, or I'll tell you what, I had to, um, I had to change my first pooey nappy. Ah, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's a life experience. Like, uh, I had to do it yesterday and today, and I figured I was like, why didn't I ever do it with the other two? I wasn't old enough to actually babysit them, but I thought, right... Held the breath. I got I got the older one, my older niece. I was like, all right, can you grab out all the stuff that your mum usually gets? And she did. She was a good help. Yeah, good. I was like, I'll do the rest. So I actually did it and wasn't that bad. But um, I love my kids, Ollie, but you know what? A lot of people so. say kids, killers are dreams. So have a think about that when you have kids. Like, think about all the dreams you had. Yeah. And then when you had kids, have you fulfilled uh, any of them? I, I, Maybe not. I forget, so. forget dreams. All I can think of now in terms of kids are pooing nappies. So uh, well, there's plenty of them. Uh, thank God I've changed my last one, and I don't intend on changing another one no. for the rest of my days. So. Yes, um, with you. With you on happy that. days. Absolutely. Uh, excellent. Let's get into a bit of footy chat then. Uh, Gumpy, it's been a couple of weeks since you've been here. I uh, thought we might start with getting your key takeaways from uh, the trial games over yeah. the last few weeks. There's a few things with the trial games. I won't stress on it too long, but I think that there's three things that came out of it for me that are normal takeaways, that some teams give their team, their fans, false hope. I think that there's some teams and their supporters, for example, St George fans, um, you know, on the bandwagon now that they're going to have a big year, and they might. But they beat South just with no Cook, no Murray, no Mitchell, and struggled to sort of win with their top side. Second thing is I don't know what some teams do for three months in the off-season, because in the trials there's a couple of teams that showed nothing different to what they've shown last year and they'd want to be significant improvements in them for them to do any better, e.g. Bulldogs and Broncos. Um, Their defence was terrible last year and it's not much good this year, so I don't know if that means the coach is under pressure because defence is attitude 
commitment and, and communication. All these guys can tackle, or they wouldn't be in the NRL. So it's not the fact that they can't tackle. It's the structures. And so for three months, what have they done <laughs> that's any different? Like, I thought coaching players and teams improved. As, as, as a coach Doesn't... and as a teacher and as a coach, the fundamental is that people that you're teaching or coaching improve or are better than they were previously. Absolutely. Now, and I know they're trial games, and I know that I just said don't get too excited, but you'd expect to see something a little bit different in attack and defence and neither team. And I'll say Reynolds didn't play for the Broncos, okay, but I still don't know Brett Reynolds is going to break the line too many times or create line break assists because yeah. he, he hasn't done that in the past. He, he's a game manager and the Bulldogs who had different players in there, they just did the same thing. I think that Trent Barrett needs to make a rule after tackle three forwards aren't allowed to touch the ball <laughs> and in the first three plays don't pass the ball because they've got all the forwards thinking that they're Arthur Beats and wanting to pass the ball and they're not good enough. So play some footy and just tackle. Stand in front of blokes and tackle. So it'll be interesting to see with those sides the improvement or whether they, they're stagnant because the Bulldogs, for example, and I want to have hope as a fan, but realistically, if they don't beat the Cowboys this week, then they've got the Broncos, and then they play the top four teams from last year, then the Roosters, they could be 0-7. If yep. they don't beat these two teams the first week... At 0-7, the first two weeks, is Barrett gone? Well, he's got to be. Yeah. He's got to be. They won three games last year. If they're 0-7, they're probably only going to win four or five this year. If you're lucky, yeah. Because I, yeah, I don't think the, the roster has improved as much as Bulldogs, and we've talked about ad nauseum, has improved as much as fans think it has, but it's better. Well, they've got, and they've got more cavalry. They're going to bring in probably arguably the best hooker in the game next year. They're going to have more coming. There's still no they won't nine and go, no seven. Yes, yeah. but they're getting a seven next year. I mean, a nine next year. And, uh, and But they're seven, not going to want that in a year's time with these blokes here together. And have a boat that can't coach. These teams, like the Broncos, the Bulldogs, throw the Cowboys in, the Tigers. How patient can they be? Especially yeah, the Bulldogs yeah. and the Broncos, who are big clubs, who have high expectations, and they're not going to have the patience. And if, if we know this, to do it, obviously Gus knows this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, and Barrett's. Tip and Ben Iken knows it too at Brisbane. Yeah. yeah. Like these people aren't silly. Yeah, 100%. But, but, you know, they're the takeaways I had from the trials. And the, and the third thing was that I thought, and even though they played the Bulldogs, I thought the team that was significantly looked improved were the Sharks. I thought they looked committed. They Their defence was a problem last year and they seemed to work really hard for each other. Blokes in a trial game were still running from the inside and outside to cover blokes. Um, structurally, they looked pretty good. Um they did play you different know, footy, they and, played stronger footy. And again, is that the fact that the coach is better? Yeah. That they have got a coach that obviously can coach, and the proof will be in the pudding, I guess, in 25 weeks' time. Absolutely. But at the moment, it's looking like that he can coach, and he's got the players buying into what he wants to do, but they look like that they had improved significantly for me out of the trials, and again, only trial games. But if you had to tell me the biggest improving team from last year on what I've seen so far, I'd say the Sharks. No, fair call. Uh, the, other, the other point I, which became more noticeable in the style of footy over the trial, two trial weekends was the importance of a ball-playing 13, which you've touched on before, yep. but you could see even the teams that have picked one up looked better, uh, and the teams that had one, you could see, uh, yeah, the quality shone above those that didn't. Uh, and to your Bulldogs' point, they're just going to have more of the same in that regard. Well, It's almost like a five-man spine now. Well, and you know what? Maybe what he should have done, Trent Barrett, was just worked on totally defence and went back to the Bulldogs teams of old and said, well, we'll we might points. only score two yeah. tries, yeah. but you're only going to score one. Yeah. And, and look, Penrith did it last so year. You look at the final scores, 8-6 and 14-12 and all those. Penrith just said, well, we will score one more point than yeah. you. And if you're low, we'll just make sure we're in front. And... Comps are one on defence. I bet you at the end of this year, the team that wins the comp, we sit here saying they were the best defensive team. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like even when Penrith were versing like the lowest of the lower table teams last year, they weren't absolutely flogging them for a period there because they just defend for it like a whole half, defend um, easily, and then they'd score. There'd be a ten minute period where they'd score four tries, and okay, we won yeah, the game. So they weren't knocking yeah. up fifties like Melbourne and Souths were yeah. against teams. 
and they relied on their defence. But anyway, that's, you know, my takeaways from it. And, you know, got to see some young kids play and, you know, they had their opportunity. And so, you know, it was noticeable, though, when they played. Yep. <laughs> uh, anything, Barney, you want to add to that? Oh, just on Gump's point with the the way that the back rowers played for the Bulldogs and they were sort of throwing it around way too much too early. They've got the guys that are big enough and strong enough to, if they can get into decent position, they can run over people on the try line and score those one and two tries that they need. But there was glaringly obvious that with the, the defensive patterns for the Bulldogs, uh, throw the Broncos in there and at different times um, one or two other teams just... The, the way there's no communication from, especially the fullback. Fullback was out of position so many times when um, teams were on their line, and you could, he's not—they're not following around, telling the front line where they need to be, who they need to watch, and you get cut apart when that when the communication's not coming from the back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, a couple of housekeeping points I'll just make before I forget. PCTC Tipping Comp does kick off tomorrow night. For those who haven't joined, find PCTC Tipping Comps on Facebook. You can have free and buy-in options there. There's over, I think it's over two, nearly two hundred. It's over two grand. Twenty one hundred dollar prize pool at the moment, split between however Gaz splits it up, in his weird and wacky ways there. But um, <laughs> tremendous supporter of the show, does an outstanding job with uh, AFL, NRL. Uh, there's also Big Bash and A League, and uh, obviously the two major horse racing competitions twice a year. So uh, seek them out. We've got about, I think, I believe there's uh, a thirteen or fourteen. Directly referred from us, from Footy and Frothies, and then there's, but then there's a, a comp of... Uh, that's what, 35, 40 people, 40 blokes, I think, it's over 40 moment. now, yeah. So. Uh, it's all run through SPN tipping, it's all uh, above board, so can recommend that. And uh, we'll get into, you know, all the big news you boys want to touch on, just quickly. No, there hasn't been a lot happen. Um, the Sharks might end up with five or six COVID cases by the end of the oh, weekend, well, <laughs> considering their coach has gone down today with it. I guess that has um, been the big talking point. COVID, like even on the way over here, Jesse Bromwich is out because he's a close contact. I mean, Reynolds, Everington. Like. Yeah, um, it's going to happen. We're going to have to cop it. Uh, well, the chances were Reynolds is going to be cleared, but he couldn't. He didn't pass, I believe. The, the, the so I saw um, an interview that Kevin Walters did with 2GB, I think it was late yesterday, and he said basically Reynolds has passed. Um, but he would only be eligible on the day of the game, and they sort of just as a precaution. Too, too much don't, effort. Don't want to. But see, and he's I, still I disagree with that. If he's ready to play, they're paying him a million dollars a year as their saviour, yeah. and it, they can't say anything. He's trained with them for three or four months again. Well, reports so are they put him in the team because he's trained with them all off-season. I guess so it if all... he's ready to play and passes... I don't know why you wouldn't play him. Well, I'm not is sure he is ready to play, to be honest. Yeah, I think well, he might not be. There's noises around that he's been um, holding the hamstring injury for the last six to eight weeks, and he was going to be borderline round one no matter what. Um, and as you said, if you're paying him a million dollars a year, do you want him to go out in round one and blow his hammy out and well, be gone no. for 10 or 12 but, weeks? But, so. but I'm saying if he's fit. No, absolutely. Yeah. If and he's 100% fit, test, yeah. he should be playing. Then he should yeah. be playing. I, yeah. I guess playing devil's advocate a bit too, he's been isolating for a week, so he's not been training with the team. May, maybe that's Have you something watched that's them play yeah. lately? I, this, <laughs> I, I know, but this could be None something that... Like this, this, could, this could be something that's playing into Kevin Walters' decision. I, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, of course. Yeah, but to, to the point about... Uh, my concern is he hasn't stepped on the field at all for him, yeah. including trials, COVID or not. So, the, the, to me... There's an injury. There's, there's either they an injury didn't or issue. You minutes. think they would have given him at least half an hour in one of the trials? Well, games. correct. Yeah. Yeah. If he's fit, just get so. out, kick. Yeah, just fucking get a. All he has to do is play kick in a dinner a suit, kick a couple of balls, yeah. work with your back rowers, 40, 20, get your shout out some back rowers, and rowers. go and yeah. sit down after twenty. It's yeah. not like Brisbane have had a, pa- a forward pack for the past couple of years. They've just been waiting to have a half back they can protect or anything. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not like paying horses in your side. So yeah, there seems to be more to that. It had a bit of a stink, as did um. It sort of came out that Clear is never going to play. The yep. first three games this year, um, he told, or the male, as he told um, the para guys in the trial game that he won't be, he'll be out for another few weeks. And uh, so, but at least Penrith are trained for that. They've had O'Sullivan going, and um, yep. they don't seem too perturbed by it. 
Uh, the only people upset are all those people that drafted him second pick in their uh, Supercoach teams, I suppose. <laughs> so, uh, which wasn't me, so I don't care. It wasn't me either. <laughs> um, Isn't COVID going to do some heads in during Supercoach this year? The only good thing is, obviously, um, for the clubs, not Supercoach players, but they've relaxed some laws around the um, development players and they're going to be able to play earlier than uh, they were last year, given that if if it's a COVID situation, then they might be able to bring in some of the younger fellas that... Wouldn't have been allowed to be brought in earlier. So, but I guess for Supercoach this year, the research really should be done in um, which players have the worst social lives and around <laughs> the least amount of people when they're or not at training. Canberra's in a world of trouble. Or who have already had it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's as well. Like, apparently, manly, they've all had it. Yeah. Three quarters of the yeah. NRL, apparently. Yeah, that's right. So. And all the Tigers are the same. Yeah, yeah, have all had it. So. Uh, yeah, it, it's just we're just gonna deal with it. It's gonna throw up a few spanners for us, um, long battling super coaches. While we're talking about super coach, we may as well keep talking about it here. We generally will save this for the preview show, do we? Yeah, we do. Uh, and um, so, any takeaways, Barn? Now you've seen two trials, you've seen the squads, uh, you've had time to digest where you're heading. Anything? Anyone that, uh, that jumps out at you as someone you want to grab now? Well, there's two guys that. Two guys that I've brought in straight away, and that was uh, Ethan Bullymore for Manly now, especially given that he's, he'll be at least a bench player and be playing some decent minutes. Uh, low price, looks like he gets through his work, and um, doesn't. there's not a lot of errors in his game from what I can see. So he's someone at a low price that should make you some money, and he may end up, if he gets to, forces his way into that pack by the end of the year, he could end up being a keeper. And um, one from your mob, actually, uh, Tuolungi on the, yeah. another back rower. Again, very low price, and he looks like an explosive ball runner that's going to cause a few um, centres and um, five-eighths some problems on that edge. So, um, again, someone that should make some really good money for in a, in, on your bench in the back row. So, Dare I ask you, Oliver? Oh, yes, because I've finally made the changes <laughs> I've been saying I was going to make for the past five weeks, and I did it probably about half an hour before coming here. Um, so I got Sivo out, and I brought in Tyrell Sloan from the Dragons, so I thought... No brain. I probably should have had him in there anyway. That saved me about thirty grand as well. Um, a little bit of money there, which was able to go towards the player that I brought in to replace uh, Josh Schuster, who is Tyson Frizzell. Okay. So I, I don't know. I, no, I, I was going to go with Bullimore, but I had a look and I had a look at the points from last year, which is a lot of what I can go off of. And in terms of what I could afford, he was the high, like the highest average point scorer from last year. So I thought at least give him a crack at the start of the season. Frizzell's been, in my opinion, close to top ten back rowers in his entire career. So I don't think you can go too far yeah, wrong there. Yeah, but. I agree. Oh yeah, he won't let you down. And Gump, you nah, nothing really other than what the boys have said. I think that you know the blokes that normally score points will score points, and there might be a few shocks that you might want to bring into the team when you see after a couple of rounds, and you think, oh. Bugger me, they're going better this year or or whatever. Um, I think people will bring Cam McInnes in in a couple of weeks when he's playing. I think Schuster's another one that people will probably look at bringing in once he's back to sort of bolster their, their team and hopefully someone's made enough money by then to maybe swap them over. But that's about it. There's a lot of um, centre wingers named at pretty cheap prices there. Well, I, I myself ended up rebooting a little bit and just going picking some of them up because... A lot of them only have to catch a ball and put it down to score. Whatever Cam- Canberra have got a centre. I picked uh, him. I forget his Schiller. name. But the bloke Schiller. who's playing 5'8 <laughs> for him. No, the other no, bloke. Oh, he's playing uh, halfback. Yeah, Schneider. Schneider. Brad Schneider. And, Schiller. and Schiller's and in the centres. So I picked him up because I thought, well, yeah. he's started. And, and I feel like um, I feel like a moan's going to, if they back him, um, he's going to make money at 280 and he's a CT dub option. Uh, I came around a little bit to... And then Billy Smith, uh, it's a gamble because yeah, he needed one of his legs not to fall off. But <laughs> they seem to have um, backed him at the moment. And if he yeah. is going to be their first choice, then um, he might be a crack too. Is Lock and Ilias now sort of a must-buy for you, Barn? Or? Yeah, I, was, I, I had him from the start. I got him from the start. Are they kind of price. He's in a team that should should run, or should run top six, but we'll, you would think that they're definitely going to run top eight. And he's basically going to be running the majority of their um, yeah. their and attack. If he makes you. If he, he, I can't say he doesn't make you two hundred k, and then you can. Well, they're going to run. Him. There's going to be plenty of second rows running at him too. So he's going to have to make some tackles. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I would imagine that that bottom dollar, even if he only makes you fifty to eighty grand in over four to six weeks, it's to get rid of him and you bring somebody else in. But I think another pretty good centre wing op or centre 
wing options, Jack Bird. Like, mm. he played in the back row, and then if he... He'll play most minutes, and then they might even put him in the centres when... If there's an injury in the back line, he plays centre or whatever, I think. But He's around that, the four, um, mid-400 range, I think Jack Bird's probably not a bad... Yeah. The bad He's in up. that sort of Ewan Aitken, Beaufort category where they're a little bit... Just a little bit too much for, yeah. what, for what you're trying to find in week one. And then they're not going to... Like, they're not going to average 90s either, so you're like... Yeah, so I just yeah, picked him because I didn't want to spend no, too much knock, money in my centre wings. So uh, not a knock at all. Yeah. I, I came back to actually up coming back to something we discussed last week, which was I, I dropped Payne House only because um, for the hundred k, like yes, he's going to average say eighty. I can get someone else is going to average say sixty five seventy and get a hundred k out of him somewhere else. Uh, I, I will be wrong, and then it's with the goal ultimately <laughs> to buy him, but um, I could be wrong. It was just that thinking to crowbar something else in, and um, and now simply starting for Manly, I've picked him up at two sixty as a reserve. Uh, the rest is you know it is what I've been Sipley's talking about. Simply's work rate worries me a little bit. He, do, he is explosive at times, but yeah, he's work. They rate. do like that. Um, they do like that crash play a little bit now, Manly. So. But it's only to fill a bench spot right now, and there's not a lot else. Uh, and the biggest pot in the game is still Mofot Awaker. He's still only in less than 1% of teams, which is, is pretty mad, I think. But uh, if you're looking for a pod, he I think he's the third... I think he averages 60-something. He's the third highest uh, points per minute front row, if that's correct, and he, yeah, right. he's cheaper than a few others. Uh, it would just be what you make of the Titans and and, and maybe the doubt about whether he plays the minutes he should every week. He's got to play the minutes he should. The one you mentioned with Ilias, um, I think the Snyder from Canberra might actually end up being a better option to buy than than Ilias. I've got them both at the moment and it'll be who I drop first and who I cash in first out of um, my uh, my bench halves. But... Snyder seems like a very a very good runner of the football, and he seems to um, I don't know he, he seems he have a very good short short passing game too. So if he's going to be putting over second rowers to score tries, White needs some help. We all know that we've been saying it for a year and a half that he needs some help. So he might have a um, a fair bit to do with the structure of Canberra's attack. So. Yeah, Walker and Mitchell take it will take a lot of points from Ilias. Yes, yeah. absolutely. In terms of that, like yeah, Ilias' yeah. job will be just to pass the ball. Yes, for them. And that, so that's a good call. Yeah. So correct. I mean, You're the other guy at Canberra has probably got more to do. Absolutely. In terms of White and outside him, he's bigger body got, as well. He's um, probably got more to do than Ilias, who's probably. Going to be set. You're out there. You kick the ball. You make your tackles and you pass. Get it. us into position. That's, that's yeah. what we want from you. Whereas, yeah, so the, he might the, not be much of a super cage. Snyder scorer. from Canberra seems like he's a, still a pretty big body, and he, he's going to crash over for a few tries, I would imagine, and set a few up. So until Jock Phil. Madden joins, yes, the club. <laughs> I, I, I thought of that. Oh, a segue. It is. I uh, just remembered segue. Uh, but um, yeah, lastly on super coach. So I went from sort of banking on two halfbacks to, to going with Ilias and then banking on two hookers from the start. I was able to get Cheese and Marnie both in and they'll serve me well for the season. I think I don't think I'll be changing unless... I'll probably make to. another two or three changes before oh, yeah. tomorrow night. I'll change by the time the show finishes, but that's all right. Um, yes, you touched on Jock Madden. Apparently was shopped to Canberra. No further news as far as I know. I don't know what you going to say. Uh, no. Well, apparently it's multiple clubs, but Canberra, the club that have actually held discussions. Um, if I was a Tigers fan, and I know you've raved about Madden, like from seeing him play also for the Magpies in New South Wales Cup, I would be scratching my head quite a, l- a little bit right now. I understand he's obviously going to start the year in reserve grade and that, but he's still young enough where he can play this year in reserve grade if you need him to, and at least he's there. Yeah, yeah well, it's not the Tigers coming out and saying they don't want him. It's a disgruntled kid who's not getting, I a, suppose, yeah. not getting a shot and is looking for a shot somewhere else. And, so I, th- and, and I think looking at it, that he's probably looking going, well, Jack Hastings is, what, 26 or something? Do he's, I think yeah. only 22 or 23, something. Brooks is still only 27 Brooks or something. Brooks is mid-20s, yeah. but yeah. If, let's say it's Hastings and even Hastings and Dewey. In an, in an ideal world, if they're up to scratch, they're going to be there for a while. So, Well, I, I guess now... The last thing I guess I'll ask you about it is what does this now mean for Brooks? Is he, you reckon he definitely stays now, or like could Madden could end up at Newcastle, the team who we'll know before. I think we'll know yeah. before Dewey's back. Round four, yeah. round five, I think you'll know. We'll know pretty early, uh, and and as I've said, I think they're happy to play Hastings at thirteen if they have to. Um, but I suppose we'll it see, depends we'll it on it depends on Hastings' form as well. Yeah, like it, let's actually yeah. see how they go on the field uh, yep. and what that. As how that combination pans out. 
Um, let's get to a few more predictions for the year. Uh, so we'll go to social media first and see what people have said about their top eights slash ladders. Ollie, do you want to... Yeah, so kicking things off, we have your younger brethren, I guess you could say, the Flobbestino, uh, Rob. He has sent in his top eight. This is from eighth to first. He's got the Titans, Sharks, Eels, Storm in fifth there. Souths in fourth. Manly third, Penrith second, and the Roosters in first there. A little bit, I guess, uh, an eyebrow raiser for me is having uh, South Sydney above uh, Melbourne there. But anyway... Sorry, I'm just getting it up yeah, now because right. he, he messaged... Searching through the socials. Well, on. yeah, well, he, he messaged uh, that one to me, so... Trev's, uh, Trev's was Roosters, Souths, Para, Manly, Storm, Panthers, Canberra and the Bulldogs. Okay, and we have a few... Both eyebrows, uh, both eyebrows <laughs> raised there for with the dogs yeah. coming in at eighth, but... Mm. <laughs> nah, you've got to believe the media, don't you? Well, yeah. Ollie might get a tattoo. Oh, yeah. Happy day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm scrolling through here, and it's taken a little while because we've been messaging in the footy and trophies okay. thing since. Oh. We probably should have put these... Uh, probably should have done some homework. Probably, well, <laughs> like, actually, like, written them down. Like, I, I yeah. should have written them down. But, well, I'll uh, jump in with my yeah, bottom eight right no, now. Well, so yeah, the last one we've got is oh. Alex's. So uh, yes. Good friend of the show, Alex. He, he will have the Roosters, Panthers, Eels, Storm... Souths, Manly, Titans, fuck Tigers. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Are you still searching it? Oh, Gumpy, oh, give us your top eight. Yeah, go. Top eight. I'll, I'll go Storm, Roosters, Panthers, Eels, Rabbitohs, Manly, Sharks, and Titans. So my top eight. <laughs> And I will, well, well, he's still... Uh, no, I'm, I'm here. So uh, people need to realise, right, we have group chats. We have <laughs> comments on the post. We have comments on where we share the posts and stuff. It's yeah, all sort Instagram of... Instagram so Facebook. Therefore, I'm realising I'm realizing on air... <laughs> Turn I should, up here if no preparation. I should probably write these down. On, I should actually take notes of some sort, but anyway... Can you write that down? Uh, <laughs> and you write the next one. <laughs> I don't have a notepad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but we had a couple of people write in as well with their... Premiership predictions. We have Todd Dixon, who's tipping the Eels to win the comp. Um, yeah, good luck there. Um, Action Bailey. While I'd love to see the mighty pennies go back-to-back, back, I'm putting my cash on the Roosters. I think the Gazmice also uh, said the Roosters as well. Mm-hmm. And the, funnily enough, we I think three out of the four of us are tipping the Roosters to yep. win the comp as well. So there you go. Good stuff. Thanks to everyone that wrote in. You can find us across Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube under Beer Garden Empire. We have some highlights up there, as well as obviously you can subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else good podcasts are found, which I hope you have already. Uh, my top eight, the Roosters, Parramatta, Penrith, Manly, Melbourne, the Sharks, Souths, and the Titans. Right, so I've, I've gone through the whole ladder because yeah, that was that. apparently what we were going to do from yeah, the start, yeah. but <laughs> we just got to the top eight. It's just, but you get, the thing is you get from like... Nine to fourteen, you go, nah, it's yeah. Yeah, but then nah. at the end of the year, everyone's going to come in and go, ha ha, you're wrong, fucking all that shit. So hopefully, uh, somebody yeah. can sledge the crap out of me at the end of the okay, season. Go on, <laughs> Cowboys running last, I think, which was a majority decision between us all. I got Newcastle in fifteenth, Warriors in fourteenth, Tigers in thirteenth, Dogs in twelfth, Dragons eleventh, Titans ten, Broncos ninth. Um, after the trials, I'm. There's a few more question marks around a couple of those teams that I've just mentioned. But Raiders in eighth, Souths in seventh, Sharks for sixth, Storm for fifth, Eels fourth, Manly third, Roosters second, and Penrith to win the minor premiership. But I believe Roosters will win the grand final. So this is probably a reflection of how predictable the comp is this year. Maybe that we should have just gone top eight because from 16th to 11th is the exact same. So Cowboys, Knights, Warriors, Tigers, Bulldogs, Dragons in that order. 10th, Raiders, 9th, Titans, 8th, Broncos, 7th, Eels, 6th, Sharks, 5th, Seagulls, 4th, Rabbitohs, 3rd, Storm, 2nd, Panthers, 1st, Roosters, with a rematch, I guess you could say, from 2003 between the Roosters and the Panthers, but this time the Roosters get the win. Very good. And for the record, I'll tip Newcastle for the wooden spoon, Gump. Ah, Cowboys. 
Excellent. Uh, last thing we're going to discuss is just a few... Now we've had a couple of weeks to stew and not be blind after three hours of <laughs> drinking a case of beer in someone's garage. Uh, a couple of buys for the years. On oh, your first coach sacked as well as... What else we say? Dallium? Dallium by position, yeah. Oh, we're going by position? Well, I've oh, done by God. position. But I've I done the whole award ceremony, Dallium. so... Oh. <laughs> Alright, you, you go first and I'll, I'll, I'll make one up. I took there. notes on something, just probably not the right thing. Uh, well, Barney, Have you done this, Gump? Oh, I can do it. Let me think. Should we go through, through position? Should, should we go through our, t- our teams of the year? We're going to do you the team of the team. Where are we going from? We'll go from 1 to 13. Right here. No, oh, it's a whole team. It's what, no, I haven't done a whole team. team. I've done position. position. There's one winger, so full one back, centre. one winger, one centre. One it's two. Well, the, they do it, one. They do two team. now, don't they? Yeah, I think they yeah. do. Last year, no, no. Only Papa he was one last year. No, Papa he and Kikau got it. Remember, because everyone was. Oh up. no, they do pick a team. Yeah. Just pick one. Well, if okay. you've done it, I'll do mine. All right, I'll, I'll just go one. Um, fullback: Latrell Mitchell. Wing: Brian Toto. Centre: Joey Manu. Five eighth: Cameron Munster. Halfback: Nathan Cleary. Prop. Lindsay Collins, Hooker, Reed Marnie, second rower, I've got Angus Crichton, and Lock Isaiah Yo. Very good. Um, my fullback, I think I I don't think Tom misses that position again. I'm pretty sure he's gonna win fullback of the year as long as he stays fit for half a season. My winger I've actually gone Daniel Tupu. I think he's gonna get um a lot more opportunities this year, especially if you've got uh Kiri out there firing some balls out to him. Um I think he's going to be close to top try scorer as well by the end of the season. I've gone centre. I've gone um, Crichton from the Panthers for uh, centre of the year. Munster at 5'8". I've gone Luke Keary from the Roosters as my halfback of the year. I think um, Tuppany, if he's going to play a full season in the front row, I've got him as my front row of the season. Angus Crichton, second rower. Uh, Hooker, Reed Mahoney, and Locke would be Isaiah Yo. Gumpy. I'll go, I'll go fullback, Tedesco. I think you'll have a big year this year with Kiri back. Um, winger, I'll go for Brian To'o. Um, Centre, sort of tough. I, I think there's a whole lot of just in the in the mix kind of players. I'll throw one out there and say Campbell Graham maybe this mm. year for, for the centre. The 5'8", I'll go for Munster. I'm picking a big year for him. Nathan Cleary as the halfback. The lock, I'm going to go for Cameron Murray as, as lock. Second rower. Look, I'm, I'm going to throw one out there and I'll, probably people are going to laugh at me. I'm going to go for David Fafita. I just think that this it. is the year that I think I he's going to be... It's his year. If yeah. he's going to do something that this year's the year he's going to do it, I'll go front rower Payne Haas. I'll go hooker Harry Grant and I think Harry Grant will win the Dally M. Yeah, nice. And your Dally M? Yeah, I've also got rookie captain coach <laughs> top try scorer and point scorer if you want oh, to hear that We'll too. get to that, we'll get to that. We'll, yeah. get to that. Um, well, for now, my daily and medal winner, I mean, if I'm picking someone other than Tom Travojevic to be fullback of the year and that person's Latrell Mitchell, probably also picking him to win the daily medal. He's one of those players that I think it, it, he's going to win it eventually, isn't it? And I think in a South Sydney side without Adam Reynolds, in terms of daily and points, he's going to be getting more points that he would have missed out on before. And I think Walker won't be as good too, so it's a bit more of an open field for Latrell to get points. Barney? Yeah, I'm sticking with my prediction from earlier in the year. I'm going to go with Luke Keary. I think if he plays more than three quarters of the season, he's going to be instrumental in everything that the Roosters do in attack. Uh, Walker, young Walker might take a few points off him in a game here and there, but in those games he doesn't get three, I'm pretty sure he's going to be getting the two or the one, so... You got to think that he and Tedesco will be in the three-two-one most games they win, which will be most of the games this year. Uh, and just for the record, fullback for me, Latrell. I think you'll come back and uh, take a few points. Now Reynolds isn't stealing those ones and twos. Not taking so heads off. I hope well, not. That, yeah, that's the bit. That, that, it also, that's it also, caveat. I feel dirty as well because everyone now is tipping it. And it's like, yeah, it's dirty. Um, feel too mainstream there. Go on, sorry. Did recognise he's only, but he's still only twenty three. Like, yeah, I know. Jesus, that's man. ridiculous, isn't it? You could play ten years for another club. You could leave next year and play ten years for someone well, else. Didn't he say he wants to retire by the time he's thirty? <laughs> ridiculous. I don't. I don't listen. Two uh, O winger of the year, Joey Manu, centre of the year. Uh, as you've often said, top ten player in the game. Hey Oliver, uh, Cam Munster, I agree. I thought he looked fantastic in that uh, the game the other day. 
Uh, looks fit and ready to go. Uh, he might be his bounce back year after we were pretty critical of him last year. Mitch Moses, halfback of the Ooh. year. Cam Murray, lock. That's a bit of a love fest in the front here. Uh, <laughs> Guzzi Crichton, second row. Mo Fodawaka prop. And uh, Reid Marnie, hooker of the year. And I think Reid Marnie and Mitch Moses might go close, probably cost yeah. each other the, the actual thing, but we'll finish top three. They might finish so two and three what? and, and uh, rip off each other there. I feel like we've all chucked in one sort of out there one mm-hmm. as well, which is good to see. Because usually there is someone who sort of... Sta- like the it's start, a trend, of, it feels so, start of last year, no one was tipping Isaiah probably to be second row of the no. year, right? Like, Well, you didn't even know yeah. he'd be playing. Mm. Yeah. Like, no, to be honest, yeah. he was a bench player for the Warriors and uh, yeah. you didn't really know that he was even going to start or have much of an impact. He hadn't up yeah. to that And do you point. know what? In fairness, no one was tipping Tommy Turbo either. No. So, and we uh, haven't this year. And, and very and interesting, peril. we haven't. If he, if he plays the same standard as he did so, last year, then he probably wins it again. So a quick comment, Absolutely. why why wouldn't we? Well, I don't know. It's probably, you know <laughs> what, it's, it's probably we the same reason I didn't back very elegant in the Melbourne Cup last year. I'm not very bright. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it stands out like a, a pimple on a pumpkin yeah. that he probably Everyone will win it again. Yeah. And you try and be too clever and go for something else. Um, yeah, yeah no, I, I can't no, answer the question. I'll give an answer, and it's <laughs> the reason as to why to I think Manly's sort of going to drop down the ladder a bit this year. We saw it in last year's final series. I think that more teams will work out the great Tom Trevojevic, and he'll still be Manly's best player, one of the top five in the game, but I don't think he'll be as effective as last year. He had that good a year. I, I like. I can't see him backing it up to that same level. Yeah, Jared Hayne didn't have his own nine year in 2010, did he? But... Yeah. Uh, Even if he drops off a fraction, he's still going to be still, one hell yeah. of a player. Oh, yeah. 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 This isn't, yeah, I think no through yeah. Origin, he may miss a few games, and through origin, uh, through injury, he may miss a few as well. Um, and, yeah, I think Kiri will probably won't make the Origin team just because they've yeah. got the Penrith combination in there now, and yep. there might be a few games he no, picks up a, points yeah, where Tommy's point. not around. I, f- I feel like um, the, bru- the blueprint was a little bit set yeah. last year by Melbourne and how to shut him down a bit better. Uh, and and he's he's going to have to repeat a, a freakish year. So yeah. and you're right. It, it sort of if sounds does, like we'll, we'll all sit back and yeah. go, "Well, we were wrong." Yeah, whatever. it sort of sounds like we're being negative on we're Tommy not, here, not but we all. are literally talking about arguably the greatest individual season we have. Well, I've still seen, got him at least in the NRL the year, era. So, like, yeah, 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 all good. Uh, first coach sacked. I'm probably going to have to go with Todd Payton. I've been shitting on the Cowboys that much. I, I think there is a genuine... I mean, we were talking sort of maybe the Bulldogs, a team going 0-7. I'd say there could be a good chance the Cowboys do unless they beat the Bulldogs in round one. Well, but one of them has it. One of them like, has got to win. Actually, but, that will, yeah. they might not. Well, yeah. I thought so, the Cowboys had a fraction of hope um, just out of the trial games. Um, they are trial games. So I'm going to have Trent. I've <laughs> you all know my um, I think, I think my romance with Trent Barrett. So. I think it'll be Barrett, and it will be pretty ruthless. I think Gus might it might be sooner than people think as well. I'll go for Barrett, quite closely followed by Maguire. I, yeah. I I think that Maguire was close last year and probably got saved at, on the post by well, someone was gone. on the board the, 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 or whatever. The mail was they were saying he was gone. Well. Yeah. You know, I don't Apparently know. He literally saved his job in that meeting. I don't know that they're going to go any better. Yeah. And with it depends how patient Tim Sheens is, the same as Gus. And I Dewey guess being the, out for 10 to 12 weeks, that's yeah. not going to help his cause sa- at their all. Their saviour is they have a good draw. The two co- well, And that could be his Whatever downfall. it means, because they might, they might like stick. He, yeah. That's right. He, he, that people might think you've got an easy draw. Yeah. And if they still only win two of the first eight, yeah. then people are going to say, well, shit, they had an easy draw. Yeah. And we'll get rid of him, so it could be his downfall so. as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, rookie of the year, you said you had one, Barney. Yeah, well, um, everyone in the world's tipping Elias. He's going to be in a team in the top, as I mentioned before, top six, and he's going to be in um, in and around the structures there. But I've, um, I'm pretty hot on Schneider, to be honest. Just what I've, I haven't seen a lot of him in the trials, but what I have seen, he looks like a very strong ball runner and has a very good short passing game. So if he gets 10 or 12 weeks alongside um, a Canberra pack that's going to get him on the front foot a fair, you know, and a majority of those 10 to 12 games that he's going to play. I think he's got, he's got a lot to show, that young fella. So, um, yeah, I'm probably tipping Schneider, to be honest. Now, Gumpy, you mentioned Paul Alamoti. Uh, I think last time we sort of touched yeah, on this. but he hasn't started the year and yeah. he's not even on extended bench this week. Like, and Shoop's not in the team, so Shoop's probably ahead of Alamotti. Yes, well, in, in 
on what's been seen. Look, if I had to go, I'd, I'd pick Ilias only because I think he's going to play the whole year, whereas Snyder at the Raiders is probably not when Fogarty comes back. And so I, I guess think if he someone, might go back into 14. And, and just, that's the thing. But, I, I'm yeah. just going for Ilias based on the fact that he's starting the year and unless Souths were diabolical, he'll play the year. That's... Yeah. I don't necessarily think he's better than Schneider, but I think he'll play more. There'll be somebody that none of us have ever even seen Correct. or heard of or oh, thought yeah, of. Correct. Jump out of the uh, box. I just but. looked in. I believe Torlugi's played five first grade matches, so, so I'm going to go with Kelma. Is it less than five or five? It's four. No, I'm pretty five. sure it's four, isn't it? For well, I thought four. it was three. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, researched. I'm pretty sure it's and four. I'm going to a lot. Yeah, okay. Well, I feel disgusted. <laughs> in, in my rookie of the year. <laughs> well, all, all off-season, right, I've been plugging away saying I think Isaac Tago's going to get it. And there's been one person just picked me up the other day and said, check how many games he's played. played. Too many he's games. played seven. Yeah. And I wrote games. So I was like... <laughs> When did he play seven games? Like coming Ella, off the bench towards the end of the year, he's just sort of gone under the... Yeah, yeah you had yeah. that he origin played, period. He played yeah. like four games, he played ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. Same with so Alamotti yeah, for the yeah. Dragons. He's the same, so which rules him out. I, um, Amone. So I'm gonna, Amone, sorry, not Alamotti. I'm going to now make my official prediction, right? Um, someone that all four of us have never heard of. I guess it's a bit of a bold prediction, but I, yeah, I, I, don't feel, I don't feel confident tipping a rookie of the year anymore because it seems all, like all the time somehow they've played 15 games. Like Yeah, and, <laughs> and the thing is, you, you know they're there. You know yeah. there's there's a, a wish out there or a... Um, there'll be some... And you know, we'll probably know who it'll be by around 10. And, well, that's out. the we'll, thing. We'll see it's someone in the next two months and we'll go, yeah. wow. Well, Harry Grant won it in 2020, right? And yeah. coming in, he was the guy that, oh, the Tigers are brought in on loan. Maybe there's something about him. At the time, if Little wasn't injured, you'd probably think, oh, Little might probably start over him. But so, yeah, that, yeah. that sort of seems to be what always happens. So And uh, what was the other thing you said? The buyers of the season. Oh, we're going to buyers of the year. Uh, Gumpy, you got any thoughts on the buyers of the year? Oh, I think Nico Hines. Adam Reynolds, blokes like that that'll make a difference. Matt Burton, those kind of guys. Yep. It will be reliable and will do a job. I think potentially the best buy is a Tavita Pangai, but it just depends on well, headspace. His, his output, him. yeah. yeah Whereas Eddie's. Yep, I've gone with... Hastings, like, they'd be my top five. I've picked the five and I've looked more at who will actually make an actual difference. Um so I've brushed Pengai and Reynolds because I think they'll do, both teams will finish up pretty close to where they were. So I've got Nick Meaney at five. I think right. you'll see uh, well, he's goal kicking and playing five eight for Melbourne this week. So not a bad turnaround. Uh, I believe picked up on minimum wage too. So he's yeah. kind of right in life. Um, well, he hasn't. He's still broke. But um, he's, he's playing for Melbourne. He's playing for Melbourne. So yeah, so he'll win some <laughs> but he'll, I think he might. We might. We'll obviously see the best of him there. Connor Watson at four, uh, named at nine again yeah. this week is interesting. Then I've got the two Sharks players, Nico at three and Fanukin at two. But I think it would just be a, a change. More so Fanukin, a change of um, fresh scenery. And you can play McGuinness into that, I suppose. Uh, Fanukin with the fresh uh, fresh scenery and just um, they look like a bit of a different team and it played a different style and he led the way there. And just because I can, Jackson Hastings at uh, at six will lead us into the hallowed number nine position. There you go. <laughs> it's an improvement. Yeah. It's a big improvement, yeah. actually. Ollie, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I've sort of got a couple that have been coming to mind. The one that I was tipping to be signing of the year, who still could, but he's going to be out for a little while at first, and there's going to be question marks, is Cam McInnes for Cronulla. Uh, big injury concerns around him, but I guess toward the, the end of Billy Slater's career, he spent, what, pretty much two years out on the sideline and came back, had a decent year with Melbourne and won a Clive Churchill medal, so... Uh, it's not like he can't come back, so I've still got him up there. I obviously have my concerns now. Nico, um, Nico Hines. Nick Meany, Nico Hines' replacement, let's be honest, is uh, up there as well. I've already seen like concerns around Ryan Pappenhausen's fitness and the season hasn't even started yet. So, I mean, I dare say he's probably going to play more games than not. Um, someone I'm, act I'm looking forward to seeing as a fan point of view is Isaac Liu. I don't think he necessarily improves the Titans as a team, but I feel like in terms of like consistent performances, he as an individual will probably stand out a little more than he was at the Roosters. Um, I hope so Taking at least anyway. He's a bloody good defender. Yeah. He's, yeah. And that Titans need some, some starch yeah, defence. Yeah, he's 
Yeah. I, I'm with you there, yeah. Ollie. Yeah. I, again, I'm not saying it's like a Papali... Uh, no. Well, you know what? It is sort of like a Papalihi signing where the team as a whole doesn't necessarily improve that much, but that's one player sort of, sort of stand, yeah, stands absolutely. out. And that's what I'm hoping, at least, with Isaac Liu. But yeah, other than that, probably still Cam McInnes, I want to say, at the top, because once he comes back, I think he still can significantly improve Cronulla no matter where they're at. And uh, Nick Meany would have to be the other one because he, he's the new Nico Hines, at least for me. Um, I've uh, just added another one <laughs> in there, but I've got time. Um, I think notable mentions to Adam Elliott. I think he will um, improve greatly from what he was doing at the, the last year there at the Dogs coming into that You're game. You're already beside. happy. Team Ryan Sutton's already complaining. <laughs> now, <so laughs> well, he's missing his. Well. But yeah, saw that. <laughs> um, Sticky's Moses, a great Not being able to fix him, another back row. Moses Sully, I think he's going to... Um, he's, he's always yeah. had the talent. He's a big body, super super strong ball runner, and I think he might find a home there at the centres um, there for the Dragons. We've got Hastings in at five, um, speaks for itself. But most of these players are playmakers that I think will end up making a, a big difference to the side they play in. Uh, Burton at four, Nico at three. I've got Ethan Bullymore at two. I've just been super impressed at what he's done in the trials, and I think he's going to um, elevate his status in the game greatly this season. And um, I've gone with Reynolds at number one. I. I I do yeah. have the concerns around Brisbane and where they're going to finish, but I think he is just going to make them a much better team than what they, they've they been for the last two to three seasons. So. There's one player that none of us mentioned either that I think will see a different player is Xavier Coates. Yeah, I think well, yeah that, he's going like, to be getting good ball. Like yeah. he's going to be, get, you know, he's going to be getting good ball. They've lost that O'Carr and replaced him with, replaced him with probably somebody that's offering you something different. And yeah, he's he can he's finish. Fast and yeah. he's Gives a bigger an body and an aerial and he's option. A aerial option and he's a bigger body coming out of out of their own end. And so how, just how good was Hughes's kicking in that last trial game? Yeah. And you got you can have him on the wing now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Xavier Coates is is probably going to go to the next level at Melbourne. Pretty crazy. But who doesn't? Yeah. Well, and that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, to think not many that we've, don't. we've thrown yeah. out two two names coming from teams that finished in the bottom four last year as potential buyers of the year, which is. Pretty crazy to think about, I suppose. But um, that wraps up. Anything else we had to talk about? No, no? That's it for the... Uh, so generally this will be our match review show. Generally we'll finish with the salute, slap. Uh, we've got a peanut of the week. No, and we've got the Braith coming Braith in this year. The Braith Award. Uh, yes. Any Braiths you want to throw out at the moment? Any Braiths? So people who currently don't deserve their I'm going to throw out the Braith. And the inaugural winner of this week's Braith will be... Braith and Asta, having watched two days of NRL 360, it is now completely unwatchable. He makes everyone sitting around him sound dumber. And my God, it is bad television. I guess I'll say, because we can only sort of go off your 360s on that. I know it's a beating a dead horse here, but probably Buzz Rothfield, because he was actually, I watched about five minutes of 360 the first night, gave it a go, and he was probably the straw that broke the camel's back. It was probably more the argument than who was saying it. But I mean... At this point, do we really need to discuss the Rooster salary cap sombrero? Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Like he, he, he started bringing, it, he started, <laughs> he started, like he, he brought it up again. The Roosters, where, where, where? Yeah, he's absolutely so mine as well, general. to be honest. Like, Buzz is at the point now that he just needs to stick to his, you know his what, column he, in he, the paper. He, he know, no, he knows what he's doing up. though, doesn't he? Like he knows ev- everyone hates him. Like. You got I, I shouldn't say that. He, he could no, be a kind old fellow. I don't rate either of them. But yeah. you know. Well, Trent Barrett probably doesn't deserve his job. <laughs> yeah. well, so we I thought that's who you guys were saying. <laughs> Wait and Look, see. I want, again, I'm not going to crucify him on trials. They might come out this week, and I know they're playing the Cowboys, hopefully. and they might win by yeah, 30, hopefully. and they might look a good side, and then everyone thinks, oh, he's, the trials, they were just foxing and whatever. Yeah. So, look. If they lose the first two games, I'll have him in there 100% <laughs> because they're playing the Cowboys and Broncos, so who are they going to beat if they don't beat those teams? Um, yeah, the, the the 360 stuff's pretty average now. It's just rinse and repeat stuff. It's Rooster salary cap. Oh, Maggie's under pressure. Or um, what was next? Oh, there was a bit of a punch on at training. Oh, um, this, well, this show hey, is just... 360's blah, blah. on at the pub. Yeah, let's move on. This is boring. Well, <laughs> as I've looked... Slaps Cooper, and salutes. Cooper Cronk's on the screen. I'll, I'll salute Cooper Cronk just for seeing him on no, the TV event because he, he should, should, have he the, should he be the host. host. So salute Cooper Cronk. Well done. Uh, salutes. I haven't even thought about salutes and slaps. Um, I want to slap the... the 
woman from the NRLW that decided to bite somebody and managed to get away with a one-week suspension. I'm not sure how that works, but... I guess this is a bit of a I'm point of discussion. I'm going to the judiciary that heard it. Yeah, I guess this is a bit of a point of discussion. Where do we, like, with NRLW suspensions and that, the seasons, are, it's only a, what, a five-week regular season compared to a 26-week regular season. Of course. So how much, Some should, sort of, how yeah. much should that A woman got five into weeks account? last year, though. From the first yeah. game, got five weeks, yeah. which was the yeah. season. Yeah, so, so, so I, I guess I'm sort of saying, like, should there, how much should that be taken into consideration? Because let's just say, I don't know, hypothetically, and he's the first player that's popped to my head, Tavita Pangai Jr. takes someone's head off in round one, gets six weeks, let's say. No, actually, no, let's to say do a better comparison, if yeah. Tavita Pangai Jr. bit someone in round one, what would he get? Well, what James Graham did? Yeah. I think he was the last player to be eight to twelve yeah. weeks or something. Brad Moran before him got about twelve weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like and yeah, obviously there has to be some sort of percentage loading. You, you look at it; they're yeah. playing what one fifth of the games, but realistically, it should have been a two or three week suspension yeah. minimum. You you don't bite someone and not get suspended for close well, to half yeah. a season. Seriously, I, I, look, I if get, they're trying to promote <laughs> the game. For girls, yeah, yeah, and getting people to this watch it, and I must say, and I yeah, it's a judiciary a more than the player. The player, player yeah, no, that I've happens, watched a little bit of it. I must say, it, it's okay. It's getting better. Yeah, and I'm not going to pan it, but you know, if you're trying to promote the game yeah. for girls to play, it, and mums are making look. that decision yeah, yeah. as to whether they play. It's just not a good look, and we say Absolutely the same thing not. about when last year when what's his face. Elbow, the bloke, yeah. the in the game, and Fui Amono t- took Pappenhausen's yeah, yeah. head off, yeah. and we said then it wasn't a good look. I, I, yeah. Nor is that. Because the only headline that comes out is Biter only gets one week, yeah. so well, it looks bad yeah. from the start. I guess it also comes back to as well. Like I guess I've taught myself around because biting is with intent. We've spoken about intent before. Yeah, you know what intent. They're probably you probably shouldn't take into account the amount Actually, of games being played. Yeah, if it's, it's a high, grubby, careless like, high tackle or yeah. something, sure. But belated slap um, is also yeah. the judiciary that heard the, that let um, Lindsay Collins off with that. Absolutely, fine. that was yes. a disgrace. And my salute has to go to Ricky. That was one of the best blow ups I've ever seen, <laughs> and I can completely understand it to be honest. Um, it's all over the the All Stars stuff where he come out and said that the Raiders are again copying it up the back passage and yeah for that to get out in the media print and just the way they haven't they're not even under pressure yet they haven't played a game and he's already blown up so that's well, that's you know my what? salute to the I feel like if, speaking of being under pressure Ricky is probably the one under pressure at Canberra because it's, he's been there for a while now if there's no real improvement at the end of this year. Yeah, the swine's going to get another one. He was going to be sacked round twenty last year, and it hasn't happened. So, yeah. any other salutes? No, while, nah. while I'm thinking media, I'm going to give a salute starts. to. Yes. Going to give a salute to Benji Marshall. He's been fantastic on the Fox coverage. He's really outstanding. He's got a long career ahead of and, him. And uh, hopefully, hosts three sixty next year, um, <laughs> if not next week. That's it for our. Uh, uh, preview, review, recap. Re- recap show, whatever that was for last hour, and uh, we'll have a break and kick off the preview show, the first preview show of the season, where we talk uh, all the upcoming games as well as a couple of disaster class ideas, how we're going to blow some money this weekend on the punt, and uh, a few other happenings very soon. Catch you guys soon. We'll do that, actually.